Here we go. Yep, it's December the 22nd in the year of our Lord, 2023, and you are listening to Friday's Law and Gospel. This is the last broadcast in 2023 for Law and Gospel. We will be back on January the 8th, that's on a Monday, in 2024. Uh, to talk about the readings for the following Sunday. So what are we going to be talking about today? Well, the first thing I want to say is that I am available in case there is a vacancy in the congregations of the Missouri District or the Illinois District. I'm willing to come and be a vacancy pastor. You need to get a hold of me so I can make proper arrangements, you email me at tombaker at brick.net. A vacancy means I will be a vacancy pastor uh, doing the sermons. And for four years at Emmanuel McComb, I also did adult instruction, uh, infant baptism, adult baptisms, had wonderful Bible studies, talked with university students, and of course, dealt with the people in the congregation. So though I'm not there every day, we can be very helpful, especially on Sundays. So what are we gonna talk about today? Well, I wanna talk about a group of individuals who came to know about Jesus being born. It's found in Luke chapter 2. Mary and Joseph get to Bethlehem, and it says in verse 6, And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. Now, what are swaddling cloths? They were actually strips of cloth that were wrapped tightly around infants to warm them and secure them. First, however, the babies were washed and rubbed with salt and possibly olive oil, which were signs of tender care. And there was Jesus lying in a manger in these swaddling cloths. It then begins with verse 8. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flocks by night. Now, when it says the same region, that would be Bethlehem. And in fact, many of the sheep that were used for the Passover when Jesus died came from Bethlehem. That was a place for shepherds. And they were watching their flock by night. And it says, an angel of the Lord appeared to them. 
Now, when it says an angel and not the angel, it's not talking about Jesus, but possibly Gabriel or Michael with a host of angels were there. And so this is a message from God himself. Now, the disciples, well, the shepherds, who, of course, were becoming disciples of Jesus, they were filled with fear. Kind of reminds you of the angel appearing before Mary. And she was really confused as to what was going on until Gabriel explained it. Well, the angel said to the shepherds in verse 10, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Now, there's some significant words there. Good news is really the meaning of the word gospel, that the gospel is coming to shepherds. Now, why is that unusual? Well, shepherds were considered by those in Judaism, the Pharisees, the scribes, to be unclean because they slaughtered sheep. And they were not permitted into the temple proper because of their being unclean. Isn't that interesting that the first people that God sends angels to are the unclean? It kind of reminds us of what God still does today. He sends an angel to the unclean. And the angel says, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. You see, pastors are referred to as under-shepherds in the Holy Christian Church. They're kind of God's messenger, God's angel, to the people in the congregation. And, and that's why it's important to listen to a pastor's sermon each week because he gives you information about God, from God, and how God regards you. If God came, first of all, to the unclean, well, that also reminds us he also came to wise men. And they were also Gentiles. They were also unclean. And so God warned them not to go back to Herod. And they went another way when they returned home after worshiping Jesus. But this is significant, that God comes to unclean people. That's why John the Baptist's ministry is so important because it helped people to understand 
that in a sense, because of their sin, they were unclean. But God declared them to be clean. This is a kind of a court way of saying in a judgment that a judge says you are innocent of the crime from God's point of view. He does not hold you accountable for your sin. How can he do that? Because Jesus paid for that sin in his sufferings on earth and specifically in the sufferings on the cross. Remember the first words of Jesus at the cross, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Uh, That was in the Arabic language and really means, why have you left me alone? Jesus was all alone on the cross and he had become a human being at the birth of Mary. And so the angel says, this is great joy that will be for all the people. Now, that doesn't just mean Jews, but also Gentiles. The congregations I serve, we've had a few Jews in them that have become Christian, but most of the people are of a Gentile persuasion. You may seem to think you're insignificant like the shepherds were, or even like Mary was. She was an insignificant maid of the Lord. He chose her, not because of her good works, because she was a sinner, and that was found out very soon after the birth of Jesus, and as she pondered all these things in her heart, she herself tried to stop him from telling the good news. She herself did not think that he needed no burial, but was ready to bury him and anoint him on Easter even though he had said to the disciples, and Mary and the women knew this, that he would rise from the dead. But they did not believe that. And so Mary was a sinner. In fact, confesses in a song that Jesus is her savior, the babe born in the Bethlehem stable. The angel goes on talking to the shepherds. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Now that's really a fulfillment of Old Testament prophecy. Time and time again, Jesus fulfills Old Testament prophecies. And one of them was that he would be the Savior. That is, he would redeem people from their sins. To redeem a person means he would buy them 
out of their slavery. What was the cost? It was the cost of his own life. And was he successful on the cross? Yes, because at the end of the crucifixion on that Good Friday, he said, Father, into thy hands I commit my spirit. And at that very moment when he died, his spirit went to heaven along with the thief that he had said, today you will be with me in paradise. But his body went into the grave and it was rose from the dead three days later. Now, the body of the thief will not be raised from the dead until Judgment Day, when the Christians who have died in the faith and whose spirit is in heaven will have their bodies rejoined to their spirit. But unto you is born this day in the city of David. Now, why does he say that? Because the promise is, through the seed and generations of David will come the Savior. And both Mary and Joseph were related to King David. And so this is a prophecy that began with Adam and Eve, when God said that through her seed would come a Savior. And It's still amazing that God would go to unclean people, namely the shepherds and the wise men, to announce the greatest news. In fact, he is not only called a Savior, but he is Christ the Lord. Now, the word Christ in the Hebrew is the word Messiah. And that was what the promise was, that a Messiah would be coming. He would be the anointed one. And he was anointed in the Old Testament. Remember in Daniel, you've got a picture of the Ancient of Days, God the Father, who decides to send his son to earth to redeem the world. This is what Christmas is about. It's about the incarnation of God himself, the third person of the Trinity, becoming a human being. And that is why we rejoice and are glad, because he was born a Savior for all people. Verse 12 of Luke 10, the angel says, And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. Now that was the message of the angels. Because suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts. And what were they doing? They were praising God. 
Now, how does that happen in our day? Well, every member of a Christian congregation who is a believer in Jesus Christ is also considered to be angelic, a messenger from God, to share that message with their children, with their neighbors, with their relatives, and with guests, because as we have been hearing on the radio on KFUO, there are many missionaries in different lands telling the good news that the angels said to the people, and many of them speak the language of that nation, even though it is not English. A baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in the manger. And then when the multitude, and we don't know how many angels that were, but it would have been a large number of the angels, what do they sing? Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. Now, how do you know with whom he is pleased who that refers to? Can it refer to you who is a sinner? Yes, it can, because through faith in Jesus Christ, your sins have been forgiven. And how many times have we told you that what that means is that God will no longer hold you accountable for your sins in the heavenly glory after the day of judgment? There will be no reckoning of sins in heaven because that occurred at the cross. And so on earth, peace among those with whom he is pleased. And who are those with whom he is pleased? Not those who do perfect good works prior to salvation, because we cannot. He is pleased with those who have faith in Jesus Christ, who trust the promises of Jesus Christ, and there are many of them that Jesus has given. And when you trust those promises, that means you have faith. God is pleased with you. Even though that faith comes from God himself, apart from the Holy Spirit, nobody receives faith. But they hear the word of God as the shepherds were preached to by the angels, or as congregations are preached to by pastors, or as children are preached to by their parents. And they have great joy as they grow up, knowing they have a savior who redeemed them from their sin. Going on with verse 15. When the angels went away from them into heaven, that means they left the earth 
and were with God in heaven. The shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. See, this is the difference between Christianity and every other religion in the world. In every other religion, it comes from the minds of men. And therefore, they worship gods that have the same kind of personalities as the men have. And this is not the God of the Bible. The God of the Bible is the Holy Trinity. And Christianity has to be revealed instead of just coming into our minds. And it's revealed by hearing God's word, as the angel said to the shepherds. And it says they went with haste until they found Mary and Joseph. And with Mary and Joseph was the baby lying in a manger. Now, what did the shepherds do when they saw this? It, it doesn't talk about so much that they worshiped Jesus, which they did, but verse 17 is critical. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning the child. Now, who would they make known the saying to? Well, yes, to Mary and Joseph, but also to many people who were in Bethlehem because Herod had called for a census. And that's how many people came to know about Jesus the Christ. It says in verse 18 of Luke 2, and all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. Now that word wonder means they were really surprised and they were happy and they were hearing the good news from unclean people, just as we who are unclean tell the good news to our children, to our neighbors, and many others. Mary heard all this. It says she treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart, because she was now beginning to truly understand what Gabriel, the angel, had said to her, that through her birth, would come God's son, the shepherd. This is part of the shuns I like talking about. It's the incarnation leading to the crucifixion and the resurrection and the ascension. That is how Jesus is our savior. And Mary pondered them in her heart. Verse 20 continues, 
and the shepherds departed, returned glorifying and praising God. The same language used for the angels who were giving glory to God and praising him and praising God for all what? That they had heard and seen as it had been told them. That's what happens in a worship service because you hear what God is telling you. And it's often a fulfillment of Old Testament verses. Uh, verse 21 continues. And at the end of eight days, when Jesus was circumcised, that was a part of the ceremonial laws given by God. He was called Jesus. Now that name means he saves us. There is three Jesuses in the Old Testament. One of them is Joshua. He was a king who came after Moses. The other word from Jesus is Hosea. He was a prophet. And he spoke of the birth of Jesus. And then we have another Joshua who was priest at the return of the temple from the people who had been captured and taken to Babylon. Yes, the word Jesus is used in the Old Testament to refer to prophet, priest, and king. And that's who Jesus was. And that's why he was given the name Jesus. And where did that name come from? It came from the angel Gabriel. Before Jesus was conceived in the womb, when the angel Gabriel met with Mary. What a wonderful, wonderful true story. And it reminds us how we too can become, even as unclean shepherds, to share the greatest news with those we love. I'm Tom Baker. We'll continue with Law and Gospel on Monday, January the 8th at 9.30. God bless you. Listen to Law and Gospel each weekday morning at 9.30 on KFUO. For a tax-deductible gift to Law and Gospel, please make your check out to Law and Gospel and mail to Law and Gospel P.O. Box 28910, St. Louis, Missouri 63132 or call toll-free 1-877-267-1962. Views and opinions expressed on Worldwide KFUO may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. If you'd like to comment on programs or topics heard on Worldwide KFUO, write us at KFUO, 1333 South Kirkwood Road, St. Louis, Missouri, 63122. You can also leave a question or comment on our comment line at 314-996-1542. We are the messenger of good news, Worldwide KFUO.